0: This program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors.
1: It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid
0: island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do
2: you not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true? <laughs>
3: As they say, life comes at you hard, and nothing hits harder than a falling empire. Is the US casually drifting into failed state status? Will domestic asymmetric warfare become the next big hashtag contaminating social media in our near future? The answer is yes. The only question is when? We will scry the omens as we discuss Dark Age 2024 or the age of everything sucks on today's episode. Plus so much more, of course, It's not all bad news, though. Some of it's beautiful and weird. For instance, why are increasing numbers of people starting to join a 1980s-era new-age space cult created by a disembodied alien intelligence? It's the latest trend abducting hearts and minds, and we'll talk all about it in the Audacity Chronicle at the end of the show. With that, welcome to Far Off Topic. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. And because the judge would not grant his petition for emancipation, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. How is life? Life's good Yeah, life's good How about you? Uh, pretty decent Yeah uh, Recently bought a car Excellent Two cars really I feel like I feel like in the last few weeks I've been at the car lot Yeah Buying cars Yeah,
0: it sounds like uh, you got a couple One for the wife and one for the, the mother-in-law
3: that's right. Because hmm. people just can't keep their cars on the road. Yep. So, uh, you know, Daddy Warbucks over here just shelling it out to the car maker man.
0: Yep. Driving with your eyes closed, things happen.
3: <laughs> it's uh, It was a, you know, it was a dare. You know, it was one of those TikTok challenges. Ah. And apparently, you know, it didn't work. Yeah, bad things can happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be horrible.
3: By the way, I should say no one no one was injured in any of these TikTok challenges, so maybe we can laugh about it today.
0: Yeah, and and uh, looks like cars are bought and everybody's back on the road. uh, So I don't know if that's a good thing now that it comes out. I was gonna say, like (laughs) maybe
3: maybe other people should watch out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The
0: challenge is on. If you live in the Southwest United States,
3: stay frosty. That's all I'll say. Stay frosty.
0: (laughs) Head on a swivel, if you will.
3: Uh, With that, let's get into this. I did something different here. Time for everyone's favorite game show. Last week in multiple choice. As we know, Jax is our one contestant this week, but he will have to answer a series of questions about last week's and every other
0: week's previous news headlines. All right. Uh, Jax, are you ready? Hell oh, yes, I am. I'd like to just say for the record that I'm undefeated in this game. I won against myself and I won. <laughs> I went against Tiwi And I I won. Yeah, twice. And I won. I think we pushed once. That does not count as a loss. And now today. So let's do this.
3: Well, I I don't know. These are some challenging questions for you. All right. First question. According to experts, if you want to survive the zombie apocalypse, what city should you live in? A. Orlando, Florida. B. Roswell, New Mexico. C. Houston, Texas. Or... New York, New York.
0: So it's definitely not New York. Definitely not Roswell, because that's the one that they want us to think of. It's probably not Houston because of the shitty like weather situations that they have down there, and like Texas is just terrible with like keeping the blights on. And the first one was Orlando? Yeah. Why Orlando, though? Huh. I guess I'd say... Orlando, but I I don't like it. Hmm. Why Orlando? Why Orlando? (laughs) Can you tell me why Orlando? That's a terrible idea.
3: Well, the poll-obsessed landscaping company Lawn Love Uh crafted a recent poll comparing the 200 biggest U.S. cities on 26 key indicators of zombie invasion preparedness, such as the share of the living population in poor health and access to, quote-unquote, bunkers, hunting gear stores, and supermarkets. Um, Uh Hmm. Yeah. So it, it came high on their 22 their 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 list, their 26 key factors. But
0: why wouldn't you do like like Boise or like Bozeman or like some of those like central like mid midwesty style towns that are like north? I
3: don't know why why you would want to live in any city. You'd want to escape into the nature, right? Away. and Maybe that's because you can I don't know. Huh. There's just m- less people in ill health, but Orlando, I feel like is a retirement. Yeah, community, it's a so retirement be, like, community. Tons of Everybody's
0: there, and then they, and then God help you if they're fat zombies, because right, I uh, mean, all start out fast, according to my own theory of uh,
3: zombie biology. Uh-huh. Every zombie starts out nice and fresh and juicy, and therefore very fast. But as they degrade through their, you know just hmm. relentless running or just whatever, their body deteriorates they the slows. and they slow, exactly. And then they start to rot and stuff like that.
0: That's so eventually a good all, theory. A, I'll, bet that's, I'll bet that's right. Man, can you imagine like all like an entire retirement home of fast zombies? <laughs> that would be horrifying. <laughs> that would be if you're the, that orderly. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh,
3: shit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Now here's the thing. I was moving on to question number two. Go it's ahead. a Follow up. According to the same research, what part of the country does lawn love seem to have a big problem with? Is it a Southern Nevada, the northern, the Northwest, Florida Panhandle, or the Eastern Seaboard?
0: So, Eastern Seaboard, Florida Panhandle, Midwest, and Southern Nevada. So I don't think it's the Southern- Northwest. Oh, Northwest. Um, so I don't think it's southern Nevada. I don't think that it's the northwest. Hmm, yeah, I get let's say northwest. I'll say the northwest. Oh no, what was it? Of the top 10 worst places to live
3: in the event of a zombie invasion, Lawn Love seems to think southern Nevada really is a bad bet. Why, yes, well, I'm guessing because let's say I'm looking at uh, let's just say the, the top four worst positions on the list uh were Nevada, it was Sunrise Manor, Paradise Nevada, Enterprise Nevada, Spring Valley Nevada, and then they also wrapped it up at the number 10 spot with North Las Vegas.
0: So wait, they picked as the worst places to be basically like the three weird in- unincorporated towns in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And then North Las Vegas.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: that's that's stupid it really is it doesn't it feels like that's like an algorithm wrote that
3: it doesn't actually justify why um why exactly las vegas is the worst i think las
0: vegas would be fine i mean aside from the summer heat like i think that it would be you're so spread out i mean it's just I think it would be okay,
3: and you're not bounded by anything. No. Like essentially, like if you needed to escape at any, from any point of the city, like you just go off into the desert. Now, now you're in the desert. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why you're in the <laughs> yeah. desert.
0: But you know, if you planned ahead like you should have, uh, you have plenty of gasoline and water to get you through it,
3: and you should have a bug out location, folks. Exactly. Come on. So yeah, you, every one of these places. The determination of survival of anything is planning ahead. Exactly. There you go. That's Johnny Boy Scout knowledge for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Be prepared.
3: Moving on. Cosmics and phantoms are two types of what phenomenon? Ghosts, demons, UFOs, or cryptids.
0: You know what? You're messing with me because I know you're messing with me. Ghosts, cryptids, and demons are not going to be it because those are the ones that you're thinking that they are like, why would they call it? You call it UFO cosmics. So I'm going with UFOs. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Holy shit.
3: Yeah. Um, that was some, uh, that was some,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, knowing you for 20 years. Right there. Apparently
3: this, this game's getting less fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, all right. So I, actually, I'm, I'm surprised, honestly, that you didn't know this one straight out the gate and you had to use some deductive reasoning here because uh, this story has been, I feel like, blowing up. So in a research paper dropped in late August from the main Astronomical Observatory of NAS of Ukraine, researchers explained their experiments tracking and recording bizarre aerial phenomenon above the country. The abstract reads, For UAP observations, we use two meteorological stations installed in Kiev and Vinerivka village. Observations were performed with color video cameras in the daytime sky. We have developed a special observation technique for detecting and evaluating UAP characteristics. According to our data, there are two types of UAP, which are conventionally called cosmics and phantoms. And if you're asking the next question is, what determines a cosmic or a phantom, one's really bright... And the other one is essentially, like, just absorbs light. But they're all incredibly fast. So, yeah, huh. it's, it's 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 a study that's been exploding all over the internet, I feel like. Everyone's talking about it. And some people are even, like, making some, like, I don't know where they're getting these claims because it's the same paper that I've read. I haven't seen any new papers released, but people are saying that, they're, that these – Things are flying around having dogfights with actual jets. And I read, I mean, it's not a long paper and I haven't seen any of that. They do say that there have been lots and lots and lots of things in the sky. Mm. I then respond with, uh, well, you're in a war. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Fucking supersonic missiles and jets and helicopters. Yeah, those are all fucking in the sky. Yeah, yeah. But
0: they're, I mean, they're going to see, I mean, this is just so obvious. They're going to see so much crap from from the Russians. And, and probably
3: from uh, their allies, right? I mean, drones and all kinds of shit. Yeah,
0: drones, everything.
3: So I don't know. It's uh, they do say that they are able to because they have these two different um, observation sites. They're use, able to use those as a way of determining how fast and how far away it is. So we, at the very least, it's not like a, a Billy Meyer type hubcap tip situation where they're throwing you know some like b- right. bullshit into the sky. Um, these things are out there as to what they are. I feel like that's undetermined, you mm. know. Weird. So, but it would fit the kind of the weird UFO that I feel like the 1950s era UFO yep. model yep. of UFOs very interested in human uh, wars. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are our tendency for violence, so right. you know, that kind of fits. Next question. How long do we have before we encounter an alien species according to a recent time travelers account? Is it 3 months? One year, two months from this very moment, or an hour after you hear this
0: podcast? Three months. Total guess. Yeah. Yeah. One year. One year. That was... Yeah. The, yeah. Hmm.
3: TikToker and avowed time traveler known only as At Time Voyaging claims that on January 13, 2023, someone who is exploring, and this is... Literally the way they wrote this. So if it sounds weird, (laughs) I apologize. Uh, (laughs) On January 13, 2023, someone who is exploring deep underground caves finds a giant hatch. This hatch leads to another world known as Azawa, where everything is new. Species, liquids, air, etc. The humans of Azawa, quote unquote humans of Azawa, are very hostile and have been causing many problems such as 9-11... And others, um, so yeah, so presumably someone's gonna open this hatch and the Azawa are gonna invade the earth uh, and that's gonna be our first alien encounter. If you technically consider hollow Earth people aliens
0: I mean, I, I hope this I hope that I hope it happens. That would be amazing.
3: I personally think this guy's I don't think he should get much credit cuz he's I feel like just lifting from the Shaver Mysteries uh-huh. with the Daros and the Taros. I I do kind of prefer Azawa as a as a, a name. I don't know why, it just it just catches its rings better for me than Darrow. Right. But um, whatever, you know, what <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens on January 13th of next year.
0: With that, push. I'm even. I'm I'm still undefeated. (laughs) Yeah, I I was keeping track. I'm two, two for two. That is true. Yes. No. Two out of two. I guess. Two out of four. Two out of four.
3: Yeah, that's it. It's a push. And uh, congratulations, I guess, again, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. You're still the reigning champion.
0: Yep, crushing it.
3: I'm gonna have to find a ringer to uh, to beat you. (laughs) Maybe next episode, I'll find someone brave enough. Uh, That person doesn't exist.
0: did something different here.
3: From clear warnings of a possible vampire apocalypse to the sad news we've been torturing and eating sentient life with reckless abandon, we bring you all the best stories begging the question What in the weird? What What? 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 in the in the weird? Alright. So, archaeologists from Poland's Nicholas Copernicus University in Turin made a bizarre discovery while excavating a gravesite in the southern village of Peen. I'm going to call it Peen. They uncovered the 17th century grave of a woman who was buried in a style that suggests that she was a suspected vampire. A sharp sickle was placed across her neck, ready to decapitate her should she jolt awake after death, and a padlock was put around her big toe. Darius Polinsky, who led the research team, told the Washington Post, Ways to protect against the return of the dead include cutting off the head or legs, placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground, burning them, and smashing them with a stone. Instead, in this case, a sharp scythe is not laid flat, but placed on the neck in such a way that if the deceased had to try to get up, most likely the head would have been cut off or injured. Mm. There's there's so many things about I love about this story. Uh, I love that it, it kind of corroborates that vampires were living amongst us or just had really paranoid people. But uh, uh, <laughs> still, still, what really tingles that uh, tickles my fancy is it sounds like the, the opening plot or like the, I don't know, the opening scene right. to one of these uh, Life Force type movies. I always bring up Life Force. I love the movie Life Force. I don't know why. Uh, about weird vampires that, that, that mankind should never have messed with, but then they brought them to Earth and they awakened some great evil. i feel like every time i see one of these stories what what about you
0: yeah it it's like legends of the not legends of the fall uh interview with a vampire the other brad pitt movie uh interview with a vampire uh which is i i always liked but it it just it's fantastic like you just picture you can picture the person being buried i'm sure that you know she did not have a good demise
3: i mean we don't i mean yes Mm. she could have been burned Yes, that's possibly true, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably most likely maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, it, it's just, it's great. I mean, I, it's, I'm the same way. Like, it just triggers my imagination for any possibility out there.
3: Some historians suspect that the vampire burials were performed on weirdos of their time. But, of course, as it always happens Mostly women, um, a quote here, uh, "Women were very susceptible to retaliation for any kind of accusation of or anomaly from from refusing to marry, having a miscarriage, or even just not menstruating. Accusations of vampirism affected women from all stations, and that's the, that, and that is true, especially if you read any of the kind of the the witch trials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some interesting cases where some royal families started bringing up witch accusations to kind of as a political move to unseat one of their rivals. <laughs> yeah, right. And it. Tur- it would turn out that, it, oh, yeah, it's that that flame comes back and burnt them up too. Right. Um, accusations of vampirism were common across Europe at the time, especially in what are now Serbia, Romania, Greece, and Italy. Uh, the church and some authorities were systematic in investigating exhuming bodies and hunting for evidence of vampirism. Another thing that I thought would be – it's an interesting – Scene, I guess, or just like his idea that that you could have been hired uh, as a guy that just walked around graves, you know, hunting for vampires. <laughs> right. Not right. in the traditional sense of like a stake or maybe you had the stakes, but it's like, like you weren't going to hunt down people. You were just like digging up graves and like, Oh, did this, did, did this guy die weird? Just <laughs> dig, dig up the yeah.
0: grave, hmm. put a stake through the heart. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's a really good uh, mental image too. I mean, it's just, you know, of course it originates in that area of the world and it's, um, I, I really love the, the notion of the vampire hunter, too. That's really fun.
3: Bram Stoker, he wasn't writing fiction.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it was really happening. It's
0: great.
3: In a little change of pace here, um, a little more disturbing than vampires, the story is brought to us by Natalie Lawrence of The New Scientist. Um, she writes... Many people have seen the way a mimosa paduca plant I don't know if I'm saying that right mimosa Paduccia plant, also called the touch me not folds its leaves when they are touched. Have you ever seen this Jax, do you even know what this is?
0: Have you uh, heard of this yeah, I mean I know the I know the idea
3: really I've never heard of this before
0: yeah so i I haven't heard of the plant itself like I couldn't name the plant, but yeah i mean i I've seen plants like close up when you touch them
3: hmm okay I've seen like yeah you know like the Venus fly, fly traps, but yeah. I feel like those are like, I don't know. Okay. Fewer know that if you put one of these uh, touch me not plants into a steel chamber with a dose of anesthetic, it will eventually stop moving, as though it were knocked out or put into a sleep, a deep sleep. A guy named uh, Paco Calvo at the University of Mercia in Spain has done this trick several times in front of audiences, and it never fails to surprise onlookers, prompting them to ask the very question he himself is trying to answer – if plants can be put to sleep, does this mean they exist in a state of awareness that is shut off by the anesthetic? Might we consider this state to be a kind of sentience or a subjective internal experience? Or do plants have some form of consciousness? I think we've, we, I think we've talked about this idea before. Yeah. Um but this is an interesting experiment because it does kind of force that question in there of, uh, of, well, hey, if it's not moving anymore, it doesn't have a nervous system. But, you know, <laughs> is it asleep?
0: I mean, is it, it's, what, what, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know if it has what is it's con- I mean, like, what is consciousness? Like, you know, like that just gets to the heart. We could talk about this for hours. Like, is it just like chemistry and electricity all kind of running it? at once together and things happen like I, I don't have an answer like maybe I it wouldn't surprise me and I'm okay with it like if they are conscious I, I conscious conscious I'm okay with it like it's fine Uh we we have to eat so if that's the right. if that's the like issue here Um but yeah I, it, I I don't know about the anesthetic either like I don't know what he used and it, if it's like a numbing agent or something like that who knows
3: supposedly according to uh
0: the rest of the article it the anesthetic doesn't matter in fact
3: if any if it if it numbs a human or an animal Uh it'll have the same effect on a plant in like that kind of a gas form i guess
0: huh yeah i had no idea and yeah it's just i don't know it's such a weird question to ask and it's one of those that's just up in the air. And the religious types will have one answer and the atheists will have another and the hippies will have another. And it's, you know, um, I don't know.
3: And the New Age folks will have a different one. In fact, because right as I was was looking at this article uh, and I put it in, I was like, you know, getting it into the show. I was reminded of this woman in Japan who – well, actually, there's two different stories. Well, so this woman in Japan, she placed like some kind of like – uh, electronic detectors on plants and would record, like she would ask the questions and she was, She alleges that she recorded them talking to her, like returning, like communicating with her. And the sounds were like, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is, that's a plant's voice. Oh, and uh, it's like, oh, okay. But that was like, that was part of like, uh, the guy who created the lie detector actually went on along after he kind of like, left the the professional world of government he went on a long crusade trying to prove that plants were a lie or conscious using the same kind of like lie detector technology and yeah it's a really there's there's a whole rabbit hole of our plants awake type uh uh, investigations strangely i could not find this woman's I, i i really wanted at this point to be able to hit a button and play the sound of the uh, the plants talking and if I find it I'll use it right now
2: Relying on her affinity for plants, Mrs. Hashimoto looks forward to actual conversation with her cactus
1: Convinced that it
2: possesses an intelligence she is determined to teach it the Japanese alphabet
1: Oh, 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 <laughs> <Not that.
3: laughs> and if i didn't you heard nothing <laughs> so uh but yeah it's it's it was really weird it's bizarre and people are obsessed with with, with obsessed with this idea uh and i have to ask like but wh- why i mean i guess it's always good to know why but i feel like we are eventually uh painting ourselves in the corner at least people who like want to eat ethically i suppose like you know like plants were a great <laughs> a great world that they right. lived
0: in yes they, they were great about it exactly they were a great place to go to to eat
3: and now to find out oh no they're just the same thing as cows yeah they're just they're just the plant the the vegetable world version of a cow you're doing the same thing you're going straight to hell too i feel like that's a real sucker punch <laughs> it is <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you're
0: absolutely right it's a it's a real kick in the teeth
3: some things are best left unknown
0: exactly yeah exactly some Things are best left on them. Very good. And
3: we really we can't give the Breatharians any like moral high ground. We just we just no. can't let that happen. So. No, not at all. And with that, a channeled work of craziness is hooking new devotees into joining an 80s era space cult. What it's all about and instructions on how to join will all be covered in our Audacity Chronicle at the end of the show. But first, we'll be plotting a crash course for America's terrible future as we track the most recent downward trends in the US coming up after the break.
4: If you're like me, you have an abiding fascination with death and the myriad processes that cause it. Unfortunately, you're probably also living in a country or government or territory that frowns on wanton taking of human life. Well, what if I told you that there was a place... In America where you could quell the barrage of intrusive thoughts hammering you every day by acting out your fantasies on people who might actually deserve it. Yeah, due to a legislative mishap, there is a precarious 50 square mile zone of land between Idaho and Wyoming where murder is actually legal. You heard that right a place in America where murder is 100% legal. It's called the Zone of Death, and it is as beautiful as it sounds. And for a very low price, we at Danger U.S. are offering you the chance to visit our legally sanctioned killing fields right here in the greatest country on Earth. We want to welcome you to the Yellowstone Free Fire War Zone. But once you've taken your first ear as a trophy for your necklace, you'll call it heaven on Earth. If you're interested, you can reserve a trip at the Danger U.S. website. If you're still not convinced, sign up to receive a free brochure. Just by signing up, you'll be entered to win an all-expenses-paid trip to the Yellowstone Free Fire War Zone for you and, well, uh, someone you wouldn't miss if they just disappeared. We're happy to share this special offer with you, but it's only for a limited time, so sign up right now. Sign up now at the website FreeFireWarZone.com for a free brochure outlining all the great benefits that we have to offer here at the Yellowstone Free Fire War Zone. Remember, that's FreeFireWarZone.com for your free brochure, and we'll see you downrange.
3: If it smells like failed state in the air, that must mean it's time to track the latest downward trends. Too low to rain. Hey, we've got a
0: problem here. i got a bad feeling about this. Ah. I have an emergency. Oh, yeah. We've got multiple ah. caution and warning. are for impact. Minimum.
3: All right, we've got to start off with uh, Trump's avowal of QAnon. Um, now he's fully on board with Q. Trump shared a picture of himself wearing a Q lapel pin overlaid with the QAnon phrases, the storm is coming and where we go one, we go all on his Truth Social account on September the 13th. The post was originally shared on Truth Social by an account called Patriots in Control before Trump, of course, reshared it. So Jax, what the fuck? He spent so much time kind of pretending he didn't even know about Q and now he's apparently like, he's on board.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think that he's just totally bought into the fact that they are his base. So I mean, they are the people who he 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 they are the people who are the staunchest defenders of what he does. They think that he is literally like the second coming of the to the nation. Um and you know, they're the people he talks about when he says that I can shoot someone on 5th Avenue and not lose a follower. Like they're that that is his group, so I'm not surprised he's embracing it what What has he done that has caused people to leave him? so why wouldn't he? he doesn't care
3: and I mean it does make me wonder why he took this long like why why he thinks now is the time, maybe because he's you know about to announce that he's going to run for president, but I'd almost think that would make you not want to, but I guess it's primary season I don't know yeah it's just yeah. uh the timing seems really weird. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like right. he finally, it's like his quinceanera. He's coming out. It's like oh, fully uh, QAnon.
0: <laughs> Did you see the video from uh, last night?
3: The Youngstown video.
0: Like the fingers in the air. No. So like a a song. He was giving his stupid ass speech, and um, there was a song playing in the background, and like. A large portion of the crowd like started putting their single index finger in the air, and it's very strange. And I guess someone said that it it that the um, song sounded like a a a song that is known in the QAnon world, and so that was the reaction of the crowd. Oh, it's very like culty, like. It's very culty, like...
3: Well, I saw about... Yeah, I saw people posting about, like, that moment at the end of his rally where he has this kind of... It It starts off, okay, it's it's, move, it's ramping up, ramping up. Then he goes starts talking about airplanes for a really, like, too long.
1: We are a nation whose once revered airports are dirty and crowded and a mess where you sit and wait for hours and then are notified that the plane won't
2: leave... And they have no idea when it will. A nation
1: where ticket prices are through the roof. They don't have the pilots to fly the planes. They don't want or seek qualified air traffic controllers. And
2: they don't know what they are doing.
3: And all the while there's this, this music playing that's like, you know, yeah, it's, I don't know if you call it patriotic music. It just seems like almost like, like, yeah, kind of like, like a movie score, really uh but i didn't i didn't see the fingers i didn't know that it's weird
0: it is weird as hell um and yeah i mean there's a lot of people out there doing it i'm trying to find a photo of it to send to you but like it's very strange what what was going on it was like it was very it it was culty i mean it was just
3: and that's probably the other thing too he's realizing that like there's absolute power in just embracing the cult of yeah. just saying fuck it man like it's like i don't think it's gonna i mean i'm just gonna say and unfortunately i'm terrible at predicting these things but uh that he's gonna get the primary probably again
0: so see your chat real quick and just watch the video 30 second video oh shit isn't that weird yeah it's so strange
3: i never saw this angle that's i think that's why
0: and it's a large portion of the crowd
3: Wow. Oh, yeah, you can see it from the wide angle, too. Everyone, they're, they're it's crazy. No man. one behind him is doing it, though, it right? Looks like, oh no, there's one person <laughs> in the back. I wonder what the QAnon song is.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Anyway, I, I cut you off.
3: Yeah, I just think that uh, these folks, I mean, they're, they're so far in, there's no a MAGA person and a QAnon person are the same people um, I think about this TikTok I saw I think Tiwi sent it on our chat about of this woman who is like
1: now I, don't, I can't corroborate this but many of you have probably seen the video of Trump and the Queen walking together but Trump keeps walking in front of her when I first saw this video I thought he was just fucking with her and you know the way that he likes to fuck with people Someone told me today, he's actually been knighted as a king. I don't know where that source of the information is, so don't go crazy on me about that. But that's what I heard. And here's some speculation on my part. There's some rumors and speculation going on that Charles isn't going to be king after all. So let's say that's true. Who is? And why would Trump be knighted as a king?
3: Now, that's based on a Dr. Trump, a truth social uh, post. Right. But she doesn't care. And she even admits it. Like, she technically doesn't give a fuck because (laughs) she's like, I'm just going to repeat it. Right. It sounds good. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. But sure. Sure. Um, And yeah, looking at the fall of Cabal, going back to one of our episodes where we followed that. Yeah. Claims there just go unquestioned. It's like, okay. Yeah, it makes sense now that I guess he's finally saying, sure, I'll, I'll cue on because none, no one cares. You can point out how crazy it sounds. You can point out how crazy your, your
0: followers, what their beliefs are. Right.
3: Doesn't fucking matter.
0: It doesn't matter. I mean, like the man shortly before the, the 2016 election was caught on tape saying that you can grab famous women by their vagina because you're powerful. Mm-hmm. And he got elected. So nothing matters. Nothing yeah. matters.
3: And since then, he's claimed that he's still president, and they believe him. Yep. Nothing matters. <laughs> so, uh, which is probably a great time to check the pulse of the greater nation. Um, I think that we, the U.S. is facing a much more imminent threat. Um, and I'm going to read this excerpt from a book called The Next Civil War by Stephen March. Because um, I feel like he it really puts it into just really strong relief here. He says... The United States is coming to an end. The question is how? The unimaginable has become every day in America. Buffoonish mobs desecrating the U.S. Capitol building, tear gas and tanks on the streets of Washington, D.C., running battles between protesters and militias, armed rebels attempting to kidnap sitting governors, uncertainty about the peaceful transition of power. Reading about them in another country, you would think a civil war had already begun. The United States is descending into the kind of sectarian conflict usually found in poor countries with histories of violence. Not the world's most enduring democracy and largest economy. The fall has been sudden. A decade ago, American sustainability and global supremacy were a given. No longer. Solidarity has dissolved. The American system has become a case study of paralysis. Political violence is on the rise. A 2019 poll from Georgetown University asked Americans how close to the edge of civil war their country was on a scale from 0 to 100. The aggregate of their answers was 67.23. So almost exactly two-thirds of the way. So... What I like to call this, <laughs> the way I frame it in my head, uh, I've been I, – I love branding, and I've branded this Dark Age 2024 yeah. um, because I see that not as the end. I see that as the beginning. I see that things are mounted are moving toward this moment um, where it's a tipping point where no matter the outcome, Trump wins, Biden loses, or vice versa, though things are not going to – they're just going to be irreparably harmed. And the question I have is, do you think that there's anything we could do at this moment to change that outcome? Or is it, like I said, inevitable?
0: Yes, there are things that you could do to change it, but it's like, it it won't happen. Like, turn off 24-hour news cycles. Just turn them off. Um, Turn off social media and the internet. Like, just turn it off. Um, You do those things, and people have to talk to each other again like you literally have to stand in front of someone and say i think you're stupid and like that you know the polite society might come back uh slightly i think that um obviously those things aren't going to happen and that a political polarization makes a lot of people a lot of money and so i don't think that we will see an end to the media landscape that we have, the, the like, writ large media, like, across the board, social media, broadcast, print, all of it. So, I mean, unless you do some really, really dramatic things that just aren't going to happen, yes, I think it's inevitable. And and I said earlier, I think we're in a really bad spot, and um, I don't think anybody recognizes how bad that spot is right now. I think few people do.
3: I mean, yeah, I think th- there are people that do, but they're... Definitely hushed up as like alarmists, but the more I look at the landscape, and of course, I, I will admit I have alarmist tendencies. Anyone that's ever talked to me knows I love to indulge. Yeah. in the worst case scenario,
0: it's okay. Like it's been, it's been great. <laughs> yeah, Part of why I like
3: you. <laughs> um, but I think that that the tea leaves that they are correct in this instance because. It, and and to kind of like – maybe not to, – to look at your – your the way you saw things, I actually don't think – I think that, yes, social media and our media landscape have moved the ball toward – further toward downfield uh, in, adv- in advance of, of civil war. But I think those were already deeply baked into the American experience and that as demographics changed, those – even if social media didn't exist – even if that we never invented 24 Cable News, that the feelings, the emotions would still be there, and eventually it would tip. Now, these media tools, these communication tools, definitely sped things up to a level that... Because, like, the paranoia and conspiracy, they're not fucking new. Um, I mean, we were listening to Art Bell when we were younger, you know? You know, there was William Cooper. There was fucking the John Birch Society, you know? Right. <laughs> like... All of these things were there, agitating for uh, a very conservative, if you want to call it that. Honestly, like, I don't say like I don't even know what the word is—paleo conservative. There we go. They're looking for a paleo conservative worldview where women were literally back in the, they, you know, they couldn't vote. They were back in the houses. They had no political standing. That's what they've always wanted. The communication tools of today have simply just busted those doors open, and the two-party system, which was originally designed, you know, to Really keep the poor's from taking control, full control of the government, and letting corporations and the rich, you know, be able to to, to move things around uh, in an equitable way for them. Now it's completely become a you know a, a football game of reds and blues, yep. and the reds at this point. I feel like early on they found this one really good strategy. I mean, you guys you could go back to Nixon with the Southern strategy of basically agitating for white fragility. Um, well, and they've just basically found that that's the, – they're, they're running. That's what they're going to go with. And they've added a little bit of communism, you know, some John Birch paranoia, a good old-fashioned hatred of the liberals from the Reagan era um, and their social media or their social programs, small government. And now they have this monster where the MAGA Republican <laughs> that is completely divorced from reality. Yeah. And as you once said to me, you can't win a negotiation when the other person's counterpoint is fuck you. Right. And that's what we're getting now. Now now there is there's no that's my preamble to the statement. There is no hope.
0: <laughs> right. And you're you're absolutely I mean and that's the that's the outlook. I mean, when you would when you would bring up virtually anything during 2016, the response was fuck your feelings. And it's like, "No, that's not how this works because eventually you're going to be on the losing side and you're going to be crying like a little asshole when I say fuck your feelings. So like we can't say that to each other because we have to get along. We're, we, we live in a singular nation of 330 million people who all have differing opinions and if half of us say fuck your feelings to the other half, that doesn't work. It, it Society dies. That's why I was so goddamn disturbed in 2016 when, when Trump got elected. And I tell my conservative friends what you've done is you've endorsed a person who is a rejection of my values across the board. He's vulgar. He's loud. He he lives by the the mantra of fuck your feelings he doesn't give a shit about his neighbor. He would step on the person below him to get a leg up, and they've endorsed that, and that bothers me because when we endorse that as a nation, we're fucked, and that's what we've done.
3: Agreed. And honestly, to me – so uh, there's a book uh, – oh, hold on. I, it's right here. There's a book by John Leslie called The End of the World and where he methodically – and mathematically talks about all the threats to the, to the world. And I always thought the one that, that I, I mean, he, and he goes to the runs the gamut of the diseases, the yeah. meteors, and all that shit. But the one that always caught my fancy was the one where he describes people who just want it to end <laughs> that don't care anymore <laughs> and that, uh. that you don't think about those people because you almost kind of don't imagine that they can right. exist because they would end too right um trump is one of those people in my opinions especially as these indictments come closer and closer to grabbing him um, that's why you saw him agitate for violence after the mar-a-lago raids and most recently um he was on hugh hewlett's show <sighs> where he says i don't think the people of the united states would stand for it Uh, I don't – meaning if he was indicted. uh, I think you'd have problems in this country the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. So he's actively basically saying, you come for me, I want you to burn it all down.
0: Yeah, my people are going to fuck you up.
3: Exactly. His little red, red hat militia. And some other reporting was basically saying that uh, Trump is not only continuing to defend the transgressions of January 6th, but also intensifying his commitment to take care of its perpetrators should he achieve presidential power again. Implicit in these pledges is another one that he will look to take care of anyone who helps him next time around. Yeah mm-hmm. uh, such encouragement by the former president will likely set in motion the development of a pro trump militia with 2 years of planning in front of them should he run and lose again. So yeah, I mean I think that all these like things are are being put into place and unfortunately a lot of I mean there are definitely people out there saying this is happening and you need to watch out. There's even people who have left the Republican Party because they feel like on their side nothing they're not no one's no one's Taking this seriously, but ultimately, the, the people who do matter, the government you know the, the, the people who are the i guess you'm almost, almost called the, the deep state, the thing that actually the heart that runs this thing yeah, there's political people that come in and out, but it's, there's always this, this thing called the government that just kind of operates, and it doesn't have any way of protecting itself from you think the justices or the justice department or the or the justice system, but no I, I, I watch to see how slow for one thing it operates i mean trump basically kicking the ball down the road with appeals and appeals and appeals and the justice system is designed to do that just to like let things just fester for years until the next party comes into power and they just squash that investigation so it's like there's no safety rails on this thing it's all i feel like it's careening out of control and some people are are just kind of
0: hoping that It'll work out, is what the way I see it. I completely agree. There, th- that's exactly what's happening. Like, there's uh, you know, it'll be fine, like, it'll shake itself out in the end. What is gonna happen in 2024? Like, let's just game this out for a minute. Election night 2024, Trump loses. Do, do you think that they accept that defeat?
3: It's, I mean you have to actually consider about like, how many of these laws that they've – that some of these states have put through where legislatures can simply reject uh, right. the vote.
0: So like um, do you think they accept it though? No. 2024 election night, Trump wins. Do you think liberals accept that defeat?
3: I feel like they would <laughs> because it's a different mindset. I just think that it's – it, again – it's the liberals are all about hope and they're all about like heart and they're they really respect norms. They really that's like that's their religion. That's is,
0: what's really ridiculous about calling them the liberals by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think that they don't and and I think that they don't because of all of the laws that you just mentioned being put into place ahead of this election. I think that they say you wouldn't let us give water to people in Atlanta, Georgia, and there were five voting locations in that entire met- metropolitan area. Of course he won. And we now have a stalemate where the the now now the left are the people denying the, the future president uh an election. Now do I think that they'll storm the Capitol? No, because we have tact. But
3: um Well no let me stop you there though. I because I think it gets to the it's the character of the reaction. No, I guess you're right. Liberals or the left will not be happy and they might, uh, be very angry, but the way they show that is not to pick up their weapons and like attack, I don't know, polling stations or Republican, you know, RNC headquarters anywhere. Instead, they just go to the streets and they make a big show of it. and they march, um, which is You know, will easily be clamped down by the the you know city militia, aka police. Right, and then they give up, and then they go back to their jobs. Yeah, it'll probably be weeks of marches. There'll be fires, cities on fires. Fox News will use that to say, "Guess what? These evil Antifa pieces of shit. This is why they can't run. This is why they can't be elected to government because they hate America and they want to destroy cities." You know, it's all it's all really built in for that little reflex there. Now, on the other side, if Trump loses again and let's just say for whatever reason the political stooges that he's placed into those key positions are too afraid to become complicit in a in a soft coup he's going to then get that red hat militia he 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 will twist the arms of those people and say no we, okay now yeah we need to really do this
0: i think that there will be enough people in positions of power throughout the states to nullify a a loss yeah i i just do i mean like i think that um you know depending on how like arizona goes and georgia goes in the state elections um uh new hampshire and pennsylvania uh, michigan i think if those states get like MAGA style or even like republican secretaries of state like i think that i mean they were already Debating. I mean, this was already kind of happening in Michigan, like it kind of happened in Michigan. You might remember like what like the whatever county Detroit is in, they like yanked back their results for a hot minute. And then we're like, nope, nope, just kidding when they saw the reaction. But if the reaction is not uh, so visceral and, you know, we're used to it now a little bit uh, and perhaps they have some posit- people in positions of power who are in Uh, positions of power higher than them i don't think that they pull that um retraction
3: and also if they see if there's more unity yeah if if there's more uh places in the the rest of the country that are doing similar things they'll have that that sense of solidarity to just say yeah no we're gonna you're gonna we're gonna run this yeah we're running it again yeah
0: with like no mail-in ballots or some bullshit
3: so yeah, uh, just across the board, I think it's 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 very very worrying. Uh, obviously, yep. this show
0: is it's,
3: it's definitely on the uh, the doom and gloom side. So, um,
0: but I don't even like think it's a doom and gloom thing. Like I seriously don't. I think it is the reality we have to face. I mean, I think American democracy is since like Gingrich has been on its heels. Mm-hmm. And and I think Merrick Garland was like the biggest shock to the system that we just took, and and then January six happens and people get frosty and they know that like we don't have to we don't have to put up with a Supreme Court decision that goes goes the opposite way. Like, what are they going to do? We can try and kidnap a, a governor
3: and like, get acquitted for and, the most part.
0: Yeah, it just. I don't think that's doom and gloom. I think that's reality. It is what I like, and, and I think that it's reality like now. And I think it's going to become very more evident, um, in, in a matter of months. Very true. Very like true. two months. I think November, 2022 is our test run. And I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be pretty.
3: Right. I I'm looking at like governor, the governor race in Arizona. Yeah. I, Carrie Lake will do if she loses. Right. Um, you know, especially you know, Mastriano. If uh, in is that Pennsylvania, I want to say, yeah, yeah, it's Pennsylvania. Those are really dicey,
0: <laughs> right? Wisconsin, and I mean, it's just very dicey. Dicey,
3: dicey. I guess that's 2024 pregame. We'll see what happens. So, a new age space cult is gaining steam online to prepare believers for an impending mass soul harvest. Will you be ready? tell you all about it in our audacity chronicle right after the break
2: now for your weekly ktlu community bulletin Discovery Channel has announced that they will be filming a new television series based on Pahrump's own bizarre history. Pahrump's In The Night aims to cover many of the strange phenomena and personalities in the valley. Producer Raymond Palmer says the show will be a mirror of the city itself, with equal parts paranormal wackiness and insane carnival ride hijinks. A potluck has been scheduled at the Pahrump Valley Community Center this Thursday to honor the late radio broadcaster Art Bell. The organizers hope to generate support for a proposed temple where fans of the late night coast-to-coast AM program may gather in worship. Anyone wishing to participate can contact the Bellarite Mission for further details. After three high-profile deaths at the new high school construction site, town manager Timothy Sutton asked for the public's help locating a quote-unquote necromancer or exorcist designating the issue as having the highest importance. If you know of a qualified applicant or are a practitioner of the dark arts yourself, you are encouraged to apply to the Pahrump City website at Perumpnv.gov. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin, brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace.
4: Only on KDLU, Barump.
3: Is humanity prepared for the impending mass soul harvest? If you haven't been studying the channel text of the raw material, you won't be. Instead, you'll be living in some Orion group hell planet. I'll explain some of what I mean in this edition of the Audacity Chronicle.
1: Oh, God! The empty. No! The Oh! You tell me my truth. The audacity!
3: This entry into the Audacity Chronicle comes to us via Vice from reporter Tamlin McGee, who appears to work exclusively on fun, odd-normal. Stories. So, hey, Damlin. Yeah, good, good job for you. Yeah. On, on again winning the game of life. It tells of how a fringe '80s era New Age space cult has started growing on the internet since the pandemic lockdowns. A group of Redditors believe humanity has made extraterrestrial contact in the 1980s during a series of trance channeling sessions in Louisville, Kentucky, and that by following the teachings from these channeled messages they might be harvested up into a heaven-like higher existence. First published in 1981, these texts are collectively called the raw material, and it is R-A-Raw, as in the God. Uh, Over the course of the pandemic, the Law of One subreddit soared from roughly 300 people to over 10,000 members who discussed the intricacies of these texts. The texts are the fruit of years of paranormal investigation between engineering professor Don Elkins and one of his students, Carla Rukert. Rukert claims she made alien contact in 1980 and suddenly began to speak strangely, describing herself as the voice of a sixth density. And this is what she sounds like. I am. We
2: communicate.
4: We, we are not those...
3: If you couldn't understand what the hell she was saying, she says, I am raw. We communicate now. We too have our place. We are not those of the love or the light. We are those who are of the law of one. So according to believers, the five-part transcripts of these sessions establish a unifying theory known as the Law of One, which supposedly holds the answers to everything from the origins of Bigfoot to what became of Atlantis and how to survive an upcoming mass harvest of souls. So without boring you with the arcane details, the theory is all about moving from a lower density being to a higher density one. Mm -hmm. On the higher side is the very Star Trek sounding confederation of planets. On the lower side is the evil-ish Orion group. Uh, And the highest density you can get to, I guess, is six, but we, I guess can only get to four. It's complicated. <laughs> um, so to progress up the density ladder, us humans must pass a karmic test at the end of a 75,000 year cosmic cycle, which just so happens to be coming up very, very soon. So uh, where we reincarnate as a fourth density being will ultimately hinge on whether we're self-serving, in which case we'll end up on a grizzly Orion affiliated planet or If we serve others, we'll reincarnate in a much nicer place. I guess with something you could think of as heaven. Now, those who have picked a team when this rapture-like harvest happens will climb the density ladder and become higher beings. The rest of us, unfortunately, uh, will reincarnate into another crummy third-density planet filled with despair, war, and everything else that you've gotten used to. Um, And I should say... As I was putting that together, um, I felt like it was like easy to tee up fringe ideas to make them look absolutely stupid. And uh, I feel like the actual article itself does a better job of fairly – you can think of what you want about the actual like right. channel stuff. But the people who actually get into it, though, aren't necessarily all true believers. Some of these folks, just like the, like the, the extra spice, he quotes – uh someone who's like a an, an engineering student or uh or he's in, in like he's very he called describes as a very materialist oriented person who just essentially just reads the stuff because he thinks it's fucking great and it's fun and whatever yeah why and not and i can 100% sympathize with that point of view entirely um, entirely right it's been described by many people as being called the excluded middle i think in wrestling they're called smart marks yep um but it's it's, it's, it's the idea that like, you don't have to fully delve or abandon yourself to some of these crazy things to, to enjoy them and to i guess participate and even like even maybe even take something out of them so that out of the way what is your first impression of the law of one or the raw material I think that,
0: like I mean I could see it like rising on reddit and being kind of a like a meme almost or you know trollish and so like I get the um, person who's just like I just like it and so you know I don't necessarily believe in it I just think it's neat and like good for you I mean it, you know I'm a big proponent of leaving people alone about things that they find interesting and enjoy, let them enjoy their lives. Um, so it's cool. Like, I think it's great if people want to go down that route. It also gives us a good origin story, which I kind of like. Um, I always love a good origin story. And I also love ties uh, when people tie Bigfoot in Atlantis, because those right. are like the polar opposites of one another. And it's just such a good uh, string that people try and thread and I don't know, I really like seeing people try and do it.
3: And as you indicated, that's the very, very Cliff Notes version of <laughs> the raw material. Um, it is, in a lot of ways, like, it's one of those kind of QAnon-style um, con- uh, ideologies, not in that it's it, they, they believe in the same things, but they, they try to tie everything together. They try to create a universal narrative um, for all these disparate, Paranormal Fordian style phenomena, and so yeah, it's like, yeah. There's Bigfoot. There's Atlantis. There's uh, you know the Mothman. There's <laughs> everything's in there. And it, the reason why it lives on now is because people are treating it as a sacred text. And I should also say that. So yeah, it's it's it's. There are transcripts, but there are also where I pulled that audio from. There are like five uh, YouTube sessions. Just ready to go if you ever wanted to listen to him. I will say, though, it's hard listening in the sense that the way she channels Raw is frustrating. Very. (laughs) It sounded
0: like she was talking as if Raw was a computer.
3: Right. Now, here's the thing. I cut out a lot of spaces. (laughs) So it's (laughs) like, I am Raw we and on that's how that that's the the the, the progression. So, you know, mm. God loves you if you want to go. You know, delve into that. No, uh, it's also not the great greatest quality. But you know what she's saying is ultimately doesn't matter to me. Um, I think it's great. It's not at that level of Heaven's Gate. They're saying yeah, attain these things for the upcoming apocalypse. Essentially, the soul harvest. But so far, no one has poisoned it with the, the with their cult of their ego cult you know right. where they're like oh right. yeah let's let's all die together to get on this comic coming through so in the most part for right now i think it's yeah it's fantastic in the sense that it's people trying to reenchant their lives you know and exactly. with something yeah it, it actually also is an interesting point in that Decades from now, people are going to look back to the pandemic and look see t- to to mind some of these weird phenomena that happened. Because I, f- I imagine, who knows? This this community may just you know dwindle away just just like it had since the '80s um, to be found again later. You know, or it may continue to grow and become something like you know with with kind of QAnon mainstream or at least in the fringe world, become a kind of like a, you know, a, a pop hit. But there may be others too. And people, I think, will look back at the lockdown and see what happened. I mean, it's not a paranormal base, but, you know, crypto really came to its own during the pandemic. So there were a lot of things that were, that were that exploded during that time. And I think that the, 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 they will become points of study that are very interesting that, you know, just because having these community Stay home for right. I don't know three months. Yeah, was it three months. It was a while. Uh, what happened? What were the results from that? You know,
0: it's been a weird couple years, man.
3: It really has. It really has. I mean, that's also yeah, because that's also when QAnon exploded too.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: People were expecting. They, they look at the economic factors. They look at these very hard line matters, but they don't uh, they don't really consider like what's going to happen to the human and his quote unquote spirit. You know, right? That spiritual journey. What are they? What once they're locked essentially at home, exactly what monks used to do back in the day, they would, you know, go into their little their cloister and just, you know, meditate essentially or just kinda of think about spiritual things. And they'd, you know, they'd have these moments. Everyone was doing that, you know, in twenty twenty. <laughs> Everyone was doing that. And or they were looking for answers, you know, through the internet. So now we're seeing the fruits of, of that moment. Right. And I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean the, the pandemic was And and still is, uh, you know, affecting so many things. And it's going to be a very – it's going to be cool to see, like, what what the world looks like in 10 years and, like, what the social science says about it.
3: Even outside the Law of One, I'm noticing that the the world seems to be grasping for that re-enchantment. It sort of feels to be like we're getting – I mean I was alive in the 80s. Um I was like really young still but I still remember like it felt like this like everything was very um new agey, you know. Yeah. You had the crystals, pyramid power, you had the time life books on, you know, uh the spooky commercials. Yeah. <laughs> um and th- those books happened and sold very well because there was a moment, they was striking this moment of people really just like into that shit. And now we have the internet and People again, even though we're, I would say, more technologically far more advanced than we were back then, um, people are still searching for that, it's the weirdness. They're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, no, I'm not going to like throw away my MacBook, but or my phone, but I do want to like, you know, become witch witch uh, witch talk. You know, I want right. <laughs> I want to investigate that shit. So, yeah, it's it's a weird time. Uh, and, and a good time i think as you said
0: yeah i mean forget about what we talked about earlier
3: i think they go hand in hand actually i think that that's the one thing that saves us from our 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 doom is i think you're right yeah being able to you know find these outlets and if more people just do that maybe you know we'll just be happier people but <laughs> <ain't gonna> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> it's not enough
2: <laughs>
0: yeah that's not
3: With that, once again, it's time for Art Bell to offer us some parting words.
0: I'm already overwhelmed, and I can't figure out whether it means that we're living in the last great days or the last of the bad days. I don't know which it is. I'm with him. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I always forget, since I've been mining his uh, all his sound from mm-hmm. all his past uh, size. How much of a curmudgeon he
0: was. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a crump, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and very dramatic, too. Yeah. So I uh, love it, love it. Obviously, that's why. You know, it rubbed off on me, clearly. Sure. So uh, Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jackson Tiwi, and edited entirely from instructions channeled through me by our Lord Ophiuchus. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on Instagram, Twitter, and other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasca Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff, Jax at CaptainJax458. If you'd like to support the show, post your plans for Dark Age 2024 on the internet and see how long it takes for a Christian nationalist to denounce you as an Antifa Satan working to advance the raw material. Most of all, thank you for listening, and until you hear from us again, So
0: more to be. So more to be.